Right, welcome everybody to another episode of the Chat Footy Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Chris, and I'm your only host, Chris, for today. So thank you everyone for tuning in. We know we're uh, going to be consistent again across the podcast. Big thanks to Dave and Ben yesterday and uh, Dave and Seth as well. Covered a couple. It's been my birthday this week, so I've been out of action. So massive thanks uh, for them to doing that. Obviously, with me just being on at the moment, it's just my analysis of the World Cup so far. Um, since we talked, obviously, we were talking about the England game the other day. Uh, Saudi absolutely dicking Argentina. Um, I think I've enjoyed it. I've, <laughs> I sort of knew a word. It's been strange because as the games have gone on through the tournament, it's sort of like, you know, it's been three or four days, but it's become the norm. You know, 10 o'clock game. I mean, like, say, it's only the fourth day of this 10 o'clock. One o'clock, and it's four o'clock, and then we've got seven o'clock. And England are playing actually tomorrow on the 25th of November against the USA. So, quite interesting. But I think since we last did a podcast, I've watched Denmark, Tunisia, nil nil. Pretty crap game, to be honest. Um, Mexico, Poland sort of flitted in and out of that one. Didn't really see anything. I know uh, Lewandowski missed a penalty. And then France, um, Australia, we were out for a meal when that was on, but I did see that the Socceroos had gone ahead, first of all. And then France come back and absolutely nailed him. So probably, I mean, I tip France. I'm still not sure because of Kante not playing, but they look quite assured. And I think them in England, not just because of, uh, and Spain, actually, we'll get to that. They're the three teams that have impressed me. Everyone else, nothing. I mean, one of the shocks yesterday, which was brilliant, was Japan. 1-0 down against Germany, about 15 minutes to go. Get uh, first quarter, 75th, 76th minute, and then they saw about the eight second minute. Cracking game, uh, end-to-end, really, really enjoyed it. Loads of energy on the Japanese team as well. Um, then Spain, absolutely hammered Costa Rica 7-0, that's ridiculous. And then one of my favourite games, which didn't get the result I wanted, was Belgium v Canada. Unbelievable Canada, they absolutely hammered Belgium in the first half. And I mean, I mean throughout the game, but the first half, especially the Mr. Penalty, there was a couple of other dubious penalties, but I think they absolutely bottled it. The VAR guys um, and girls, it was really strange, but yeah, Belgium were terrible. They looked really aging. De Bruyne got man of the match, he even went and gives back the, the award. He was like, I don't understand why I've got this award. But yeah, it was really, really interesting and just a really, it just showed really Belgium have got finishes. You know, that's why I scored great finish, but they had across the team people. De Bruyne, you know, can pop up with a goal. Hazard, uh, Lukaku wasn't playing. I've not kept up on that, so forgive me if you're listening, guys, but I'm not sure why he wasn't playing, whether he was suspended or something, but he was in the crowd shaking his head. So, And, and I know, despite it, I thought he was absolutely terrible at United. He always scores goals for Belgium. He's absolute class for them. So, you know, if he gets in the team, they've got a chance, but I just don't think they're strong enough through the competition. So I think so far, England being slightly biased, I know England, Spain and France have been the three standouts. Now, Today, as we record this, it's the 24th of November. Um, we've got games on as we speak. I've watched both of them so far today and they've not been great. Switzerland, Cameroon, I caught the back end last 20 minutes of. Yeah, it was okay. Uh, Uruguay, Korea, good game. Ended up 0-0. Could have gone either way, to be honest. Uruguay had the finishes and Korea should have scored in the first half. And I think it had held to Son, he'd have buried it. But the guy hit it over the bar, which was a shame. So that finished 0-0. And then we've also got uh, Portugal v Ghana, which starts at four o'clock today in the UK. And then later on, the final game of, of the teams who've not played yet is Brazil v Serbia, which could be a good game. And I can't stand them. I cannot stand Neymar at all. I know there's a few Brazilians in the team who play for United, like Fred, Casemiro, Anthony, but 
and I should be a slightly biased. You know, and I want what's best for them sort of thing, but I can't stand Neymar and what he stands. He's an absolute joke. He's nowhere near Ronaldo's level or Messi. Just a farce of a player and just dives. And, oh, and I saw some, an article saying, oh, Neymar, you know, he's, he's grown up now. He wants to win it, you know, because he's the father, the statesman of this team. A lot of nonsense. That guy's going to be rolling around at every opportunity. I know he's not the only one, but... Oh, he just grinds my gears, that man. He really, really does. Now, one of the things I wanted to talk about as we go through this, and I think my prediction really is England v USA. I think what I saw in the first half in the USA against France, against France, against Wales, was really, really encouraging. I thought they looked good. Loads of energy. You know, I thought they might going to cause England a bit of a problem here. Yes, they haven't got top-tier players. You know, I know Perisic plays in the Premiership. He's a good player. I think... In America, they seem to think he's like Ronaldo, but he's not. He's, he, you know, he's good. He's won stuff at Chelsea, without a doubt. You can't knock him for that. He's got a good bit of skill. Might come back and bite him in the arses. But all the other players, I mean, George Weir's son looked really good. Great finish. I said that the other day when we recorded. He looks like he's got something. Whether he can do it against England, it is a step up. You know, we'll talk about players who play in the Premiership and everything. and They've, they've got that level, so we'll see. And I have seen that Harry Kane is fit he's done a full training session today and so has Harry Maguire now Harry Maguire played well to be fair he, he looked completely different playing for England than he does for United so I think England will win that possibly 2-0 I can't see the US scoring but you never know we picked for the net anything that so I'll say 2-1 to England but I think once that happens then possibly we'll get a completely different team in the last game against Wales because England should be through with two wins. I can't see, I think they are to be honest, mathematically they're pretty much through. So we'll see. I think England win that. But one of the things I wanted to talk about is after that's 24 hours, not really about the World Cup, but as a United fan, unbelievable stuff's gone on. So we've got Ronaldo, was uh, told that, you know, he's leaving by mutual consent. Um, I think that was the right decision. He's a £16 million pay off on his contract but he just couldn't uh, he couldn't accept it United weren't going to pay that because he was in breach of his contract and brought the club into disrepute so I think for everyone it all ended well the one thing that come off the back of this now this all came about on the 22nd or Tuesday evening because we were out for a meal for my birthday even though my birthday's the 23rd and Jordan was like watch this Dan we've seen the Ronaldo stuff and it's like yeah it had to happen you know I, I don't believe any of, of what's happened he, he said he was going in the summer uh, he's just attacked Ten Hag. He never, ever could have stayed after that. I know I've, I've said this before on the podcast, so it's the right decision for all. But about four hours later, so United announced at half five Ronaldo had gone. At half nine, and there'd been rumblings about an hour before that the Glazers were going to basically they're ready to sell. And we've heard this for a few months and, and stuff like that. And obviously, if you're not a United fan, a lot of people looking in and just sort of like, oh, you're so entitled. You won everything from like 93 you know, till 2013's last time we won the league and we've won we won a cup like what five years ago in Mourinho we won the um, Europa League and some people who don't support clubs win anything you know in the, the whole life supporting the team so I get that so I, I do apologise I know it's, it's quite an entitled team that I, I support but it is my team I've, I live next to the ground I'm a season ticket holder again I've always supported United all my life, you know. So in 44 years, I've been a United fan, nothing else. England, yeah, I loved them in the tournaments when I was younger. I'll get into this one, but they were just nothing compared to supporting United. So it's just been really interesting seeing what's happened. But a lot of people are now putting this narrative that Ronaldo was the one who made the Glazers sell up. Come on. 
even me, I am not a businessman. I'm not fucking savvy in that world. But there's no way that they just announce all this off the back of Ronaldo saying he's going. What fucking world are these people living in? Absolute farcical. Great timing. Plays into the narrative about us, you know, selling them, finally selling up the Glazers. And, and you know, yeah. And I did see some I was winding Ben and Dave up earlier. There was some Liverpool fans saying, oh, we'd love to have owners who give us 200 million in transfer windows. That's a fair comment. United have spent a lot of money on crap. Without a doubt, the recruitment's been wrong, everything. But they've had to throw money as well at overpriced players because we've not been in the Champions League. We've not competing at City and Liverpool. I know Liverpool have fell off slightly this season, but they will come good, despite all my jokes with Ben and Dave. They are a good team. Klopp's a good manager. So I think they're going to be there or thereabouts. Obviously, I think they blew the league now by a country mile. But I think, you know, they can still make a dent in that title race, you know, with the other teams. I still think Arsenal are going to fall off and City will win, sadly. But yeah, it's just great news that they're selling. Finally, they're looking, you know, they've said investment, blah, blah, blah. I've heard for months now, because I follow a lot of the United podcasts and some of the insider stuff at United, and they've been saying like it's been on since well before the summer. There was pictures of the Glazers in the Far East. There's um, a lot of rumours that there's a conglomerate from Dubai looking at buying United because some of the other... Middle Eastern countries, so you've got Saudi Arabia, um, you've got... Um, <laughs> there were some of the other countries in, um, you know, the Middle East, shall we say. Absolutely useless, Chris, at your geography, so apologies. But they've all got state, like a, a franchise with United. Obviously, you've got Manchester City, you've got um, Newcastle now as well, obviously, the most... They're the richest club in the world at the moment because of their state-run or state-owned club. So so I think what they're saying is that none of them countries could actually buy into United. Nobody really could. So Dubai is the only one that isn't. So hence, initially, when the Glazers announced it on the Tuesday evening, a lot of stuff was coming out about a Dubai sort of conglomerate coming in and taking United. Since then, we've had Jim Ratcliffe, who did an interview a few times. You know, he, he is a United fan. He was at 99 in Barcelona when we beat Bayern Munich but he has because he lives in London he has had season tickets at Chelsea to watch Chelsea he's talked about that he wanted to buy Chelsea but they sort of came at the last minute he owns uh, Ineos who are a massive company uh, own like Team Sky the uh, cycling company uh, Nice as well Nice aren't doing very well but they put a lot of money into that so I'm not sure whether he's the man but he is a United fan they're saying that he's gone back in now other developments today I'd seen that they were saying like Facebook Amazon are interested but the one that's broke in the last hour or so which is really why I wanted to do the podcast is Apple now Apple are worth three trillion dollars I don't know how that would work but they're interested in United as a brand because obviously it's more the brand than it is the football I think if if someone like Apple bought United we never have a sponsor again it'd just be Apple everything would be changed with people online saying it's going to be like I Trafford you know the one thing I did laugh at is if you if this did come off and I do think this is an absolute wild card if it does happen everyone who's got an Apple phone who doesn't support United is pretty much subsidising the club so it's a bit of a stretch but I do like that narrative as well just to wind people up on WhatsApp and Twitter and that but I don't know I don't know whether that's good or bad it can't be any worse than the Glazers they come straight in wipe the debt I'm sure it'd be best in class on everything if they were going to have a sports franchise as they call it I don't know. I mean, it's a lot of money. They were saying that, obviously, United have um, put the Rain Group onto it, who were the ones who sold Chelsea and got into that bidding war. People say that 
they, they actually bought that Tom Bowley overspent when he bought Chelsea I don't know they're still a big team they've won the European Cup the Premiership you know quite a few times won the European Cup twice in the last 10 years or so so they're, they're still a big club they're not as big as United or Liverpool for fan base at all there's no way I know City are the biggest club for revenue at the moment or so they say we don't know what's going on there the fiddling and all that bullshit so we'll see how it plays up it's so great and David said to me like no this is one of your best ever birthdays other than a Lauren Avedon no, no surrender announcement but we've not had the fourth official instalment yet but it would have been amazing because everything that came out in the space of a few hours is so positive and the World Cup's on and it's sort of for me you know liking the World Cup liking the fact that I've got games on at daft o'clock when you know I'm off this week so it's worked out really well to open the group stages I've been able to watch pretty much every game and it's weird because I think you know I've just got my season ticket United hopefully it's going to take a while this isn't going to go through in a couple of weeks I can't see it it's got to be a few months there's got to be regulatory bodies involved is you know things like that but if it does go through I'll be so happy because it's the father of the Glazers excellent excellent businessmen whatever we think of them and what they've done as a United fan excellent they buy a club for 600 million they don't actually buy it they leverage money to get the club and then they basically take dividends out and they've took about 1.2 billion dividends out in the 17 years and then now they could possibly sell it for I've seen well I've seen like realistically the club's worth between four and five but they think there's an auction it could go up to eight even to ten billion anybody's you know thinking that is fantastic business and I just hope it's the end of them just for the club and everything it just we as fans need a fresh start I'm sure they do it can't be good for them you know they've done this before Tampa Bay Buccaneers the, the own as well and, and they, they won like the Super Bowl and that but then they just drove them into the ground so yeah let's see what happens really interesting and just a, as a United fan I'm so intrigued and so positive after you know we've had 10 years of not winning the league and we're not entitled to win the league all the time because City and Liverpool have been so much better than us consistently without a doubt we've come second a couple of times but when we've been second it's not like we've been close to winning the league it's just basically you know Liverpool had a bad season City had a bad season we come second that's it you know what I mean it's not like a uh, we were there like Liverpool and City have been where they're like one point between them and everything and the football's been unbelievable and obviously Liverpool probably should have won the league a couple of times more than they have but City have just been so consistent so yeah I'm really really positive about this but obviously cautious as well because I don't want someone else doing what the Glazers have done and leveraging money against the club and everything so interesting so sorry to derail the podcast guys uh, I hope you're enjoying the World Cup it's been so good doing all this and as as we come to like so if you look at Friday's games I'll just snip back we've got obviously we've got Wales v Iran can't see anything else other than Wales victory there which should put them on four points but you never know Iran might have a point to prove it could be a bit of a a banana skin that for Wales actually you've got Qatar v Senegal fucking hell Senegal you know they should absolutely steamroll Qatar I know they lost the first game but they should do you've got Netherlands Ecuador, you know, both teams won. Obviously, Ecuador beat Qatar, Netherlands beat Senegal. I think Netherlands should be the one to come through on that one, but that'll be a tough game. And then you've got England-USA. So, like I say, I think it'll be 2-0, 2-1 possibly to England. And then on Saturday, we've got Tunisia-Australia. Australia looked pretty good, to be fair. And Tunisia are no slouches either, so that'll be an interesting game. So, possibly a draw. Poland, Saudi Arabia... Saudi Arabia all day long I wasn't impressed with Poland but little I saw that game 
France-Denmark, now that's a tough game because Denmark are no pushovers. I know they drew nil-nil and France won, but that could possibly be a draw, even Denmark sneaking it. I don't think France are as good as what they are, but they did play well overnight. Fair play to Giroud. Uh, Argentina v Mexico, another classic, you know, South American derby as such, and Argentina have got to win that. So let's see how that one plays out. And then on Sunday, we've got Japan v Costa Rica. I, f I actually think Japan are absolutely going to steamroll Costa Rica. Belgium v Morocco. Belgium favourites, but having watched them the other day, there's just something off with them again. They're flat to deceive. I don't rate Roberto Martinez as a manager at all. I know he won the FA Cup with Wigan, but also took him down in the same season. So, not a great favourite, even though people caught him as this great manager. I don't think he is. Croatia, Canada. Again, Croatia should win that, but having watched Croatia, they look like an ageing team. Modric is still there in the engine room. Canada looked really good. They just couldn't finish, which is going to let them down. And then Spain v Germany is an absolute belter. That's uh, nine o'clock on Sunday night. At uh, nine o'clock, seven o'clock Sunday night. And that's going to be a great game. I fancy Spain, but you just never know in these sort of games. So brilliant, brilliant stuff. So big thanks to everyone for tuning in, guys. If you want to email us, chatfootypodcast.gmail.com. If you want to follow us on social media, at chatfooty. So hopefully tomorrow you'll have myself or Dave or Ben or Math or Max. One of us will be on and we'll just try and uh, have a chat about the podcast. So uh, please take care. Enjoy all the footy, guys. And we'll see you next time.